Blog Talk Radio. Amen, amen. God bless you all. Tonight, we are here, Tuesday night, Bible study. This is yours truly, Pastor Omar Zachary Sr., and we would like to welcome you to our Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church, located 199 East Krogan Street, Great City of Lawrenceville, Georgia, 30046. If you're ever in the area, feel free to come by and visit us on the Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, and we'll be more than happy to have you. God bless the panel, our teacher on tonight, all of you that are listening. Listen, take a, take a moment or two and text, email or whatever, someone and let them know that Praise Tabernacle is on with another great Bible study. And uh, we're so, we're so uh, honored that you decided to tune in on tonight. And as always, we have a great lesson prepared, a great teacher that is going to lead us on tonight in the man of God, Minister Kevin Tolbert, Sr. And we're so grateful for him and his precious wife, a young couple, young married couple, beautiful family, great family, great uh, man and woman of God. And we just thank God for having them to be a part of our team, and they're doing such a great work for the kingdom of God, and we're we're just glad and excited about them. So we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and the next voice you will hear will be that of Minister Kevin Tolbert, our second administrator assistant here at Praise Tabernacle Church. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you on tonight. This is the day that you've made, and we have rejoiced, and we are continuing continually rejoicing and we're glad in it we thank you for your grace and mercy that's been dis- displayed and been shown towards us and we're praying now for everyone that's listening that's going to be a part of this bible study on tonight we pray that you will bless the messenger the leader on tonight that you will give him what needs to be said to your people and the panel give them god whatever else needs to be said to your people that someone is touched by the word on tonight and we thank you in advance for the breakthrough the healing and the souls that will be saved the lives that will be changed and the the lives that will be dedicated back to you and it's in Jesus name we pray amen all right Uh, thank you pastor for setting the stage this uh, evening Thank you for everyone that is listening and tuning in on tonight. And, of course, yes, hope and pray that someone gets something on tonight as we get ready to go through the scriptures. Uh, We're going to be coming from a very familiar passage of scripture. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this. Um, But we just want to make sure that on tonight that we get something a little bit different. Some people are encouraged um, and inspired. And we just pray that we get something on tonight. I'll be coming from Luke chapter 8, verse 4, and we're going to go down to about verse 15. So we're going to do Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 15. And my topic for tonight is going to be every seed 
has a story. Amen. Again, my topic for tonight is every seed has a story. So we are all given the opportunity to get to know God for ourselves. Some of us have taken full advantage of this opportunity in a good way. Others play around with it and even reject them, unfortunately. But today, we'll go over a few scenarios and learn that everyone has a story to tell. And that starts in verse 4. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by parable. Verse 5, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Now, Jesus was in Galilee at the time, and he began to minister using a parable. And a parable is a simple story using something familiar like an object or a situation to teach a spiritual lesson or truth by using an analogy. And Jesus would do this often because Jesus knew how to communicate with the people. So no matter what type of audience he had, he would always make adjustments to make sure they understood. So, for example, Jesus knew how to talk with the common folks and the disciples, and he talked with them using a lot of parables And when it came down to the Pharisees and tax commissioners and the Sadducees, he talked with them about the law and related to them through a higher level of conversation. So we always have to keep in mind about exactly who we're talking to and make sure that when we speak and minister that we are doing that in a manner that people can understand. So he begins the parable with a farmer sowing seeds. And this time, you know, at this point in time, back in the day, uh, farming was super important. And, I mean, it still is today, but it was more of an importance back then because, of course, we didn't have all the the markets that already had all the stuff prepared as much as now. You know, you you don't even know a farmer too tough nowadays. Everybody here and there knows one, but – It's not like how it was. So he's using something that was a lot uh, familiar uh, with the people. So a lot of people already knew about farming. So he begins this parable when he's talking about everything with farming. And as a farmer, I mean, as the farmer begins to spread out the seeds, they land in four different types of places and receive four different types of results. The first one fell by the wayside. These seeds were there, but they they got walked all over, which is what that word trotting means. And because of this, it didn't produce. It didn't grow. But instead, it was devoured or destroyed. So he goes into talking about the first group uh, where the seeds were, were planted, where the seeds were laid. So... They had their own situation. They had their own story that they had to deal with with everybody in group five. I mean, uh, verse five, I'm sorry, in the first group. Now let's look at 
verse 6, as we continue on. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. So this second group of seeds fell upon a rock, and these seeds began to grow and took uh, took a step further than the previous group. But that was unable to sustain the growth. Why? Because it was ruined by the location. So that place was not suitable for growth. It was too shallow. It lacked moisture. So there was a problem with the foundation. So because it didn't have everything it needed, it didn't grow. It only lasted for a short period of time. So we got to realize that it's extremely important when we begin to understand what he's talking about with these seeds and the placement of these seeds and where they went to and how things began to play out. And as soon as we we understand that part, we'll understand that evidently your location is important and your foundation is important. We'll understand because without the proper foundation, nothing will grow. It don't matter what you begin to do to it. If you don't have a foundation uh, that's going to be good, then it will not grow. You can do all the things that you need to do, but if the foundation isn't there, it's not going to grow. So it's not going to produce. So that's the problem with the people, uh, with with the seeds that fell upon the rock. And before I get any further, any questions, I'd like to uh, comment, so I'd like to open the floor to the panel. Bro, I ain't got nothing to say right now. I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying just listening, so I, I, I'm good right now. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Anybody else? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. All right. There's no problem. As we're looking at this, Let's remember what's going on. We got Jesus who's talking to the people, and we're getting a a scenario placed in front of us so that we can understand how this thing works because he's laying out a picture that they can understand. He's related to the people to be able to tell them about different scenarios on how these seeds are getting spread because they know about farming, they understand what it takes to do that, because at this time, this is how you eat. You had to know how to till the ground and, and do different things in order to eat. So there were uh, a lot of farmers back then, so you got to understand where he's going with this and how he begins to break it down. So let's look at verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up with it and choked it. So this is the third group, and the seeds fell among thorns. So this group of seeds had its own struggles as well. These seeds grow up, but they were ruined by their thorns or the weeds that grew with them. So we know that a lot of weeds have thorns and stuff like that. So in most cases, weeds grow faster than your plants or your grass. So the weeds grew up too fast and disrupted and corrupted the seeds that were growing. So we have to be careful on who we let around us because some of the folks that are around us are living too fast 
that we hang around and can corrupt us. See, because we got to understand that if those weeds are growing up too fast, those that are being planted, those that are getting into the soil, and we'll break all that down, those are, are the ones that can be easily corrupted by the bad seeds, which are, in this case, going to be the weeds. So knowing that, we have to know better. you got to know better to understand that it is important to keep the good company around you because even in this parable, where he's going with it is you got to have good people surrounded by you. Otherwise, you'll fall victim to the weeds because the problem wasn't that the ground was unfit for planting, for plants. It was, it was not the ground in particular, but it was overtaken by the weeds. So it wasn't, it ain't had nothing to do with the foundation at that point like the other ones. It had more to deal with the surroundings, which was the weeds. Ah, so that's where some of us get caught up right there. It's the weeds that are that are around us. And for some of us, it really is the weeds. Verse eight. And others fell on good ground. <laughs> oh gosh, you just caught me. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good, bro. No, no, okay, okay, okay. Before I go too fast, anybody anybody wanna say something? I I like I like how you are definitely bringing out the point about his audience and throughout our tradition and throughout uh, especially Pentecostalism, we have taken things that was particular for the Jews and we, we have made those things apply to us in a lot of different manners when In in a lot of cases, it was something specific for the Jewish people, and you, you, I appreciate you acknowledging the fact that his audience, uh, he's of course talking with the Jewish uh, audience, and they dealt specifically with um, farming, planting seed, uh, harvest, and we we know there's a lot of scriptures that we talked about seed time and harvest and different things like that. And, and and in a lot of cases, those scriptures were specific for the Jews, but, but we have adopted them and made seed uh, and planting. We, we've kind of taken that from the actual seed uh, and planting and harvest and made it about money, uh, especially in our churches as a whole now, um, uh, you know, we, we've made kind of <laughs> every seed got to do with money now. And when in actuality in the scripture, uh, the seed it had to do with the actual seed, you know, grain and different things like this, because even in the Old Testament, when their promise, they, the promise all, all had to do with land, you know, the promised land. And even the tithing system, had to do with food. Now, we, we, and I don't want to go too far off, but I just want to interject. You know, we, we've turned tithing from food. We've made that money. So, I mean, we, we've done a lot of things 
that we have kind of flipped the, the script for a financial gain when God was, or G, God and Jesus himself was, was really talking about, you know, plants and, you know, planting and things like that. And we've taken planting to make that a money thing, you know, plant your, you know, sow your seed and this, that, and the other. And we don't deal in that. You know, a lot of us ain't got no land. Uh, you definitely ain't got no land. You live in the projects. You live in apartments or whatever. You ain't got no land, you know, so you, you can't even, you know, you, you know, certain things you just can't even do. But we have, I, I appreciate you dealing in, in the history uh, of the Jewish people and applying this scripture to to that and helping us to understand you know, how, yeah, Jesus, he did in the parable, which is, like you said, a story that teaches a lesson, uh, but he dealt with them according to something that they were familiar with. So in a lot of cases, when when we're witnessing, we should be able to be, um, uh, you know, let's say, if you know a person like football, Okay, well, if that's what it takes for you to get their attention or if that's what it takes for you to be able to preach the gospel or minister the gospel to them, then go to a football game. You know, it could be golf, it could be basketball, it could be baseball, or whatever it is. They may like the opera or whatever it is that you know that person likes. And if you are familiar or friend with them and God has laid on your heart to, to minister to them, to witness the gospel to them, then be able to meet them where they are, be able to meet that person, be able to come down, come to their level, or, you know, wherever it is, whether it's up or down, come to their level and, you know, be able to be uh, versatile, that's the word, be able to be versatile where, you know, hey, let's talk, okay, my plan, you want to do this, we'll do that, but in back of my mind, I'm looking for an opportunity to witness the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I, I appreciate, man, you you digging out the, the history of that and, and really letting, letting us know why he dealt with the, with, with, uh, the Jews with uh, seed time and harvest and planting and things like that. So great job, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor, because what you said um, really brought out a lot of different points. Um, like you said, you want to be relatable when you're witnessing. If you're out there witnessing, you know, you want to be able to be, um, I don't want to say on the same level, but on a common ground with someone to where they'll be able to open up, like you said, to be able to have that opportunity to be able to tell them about the Lord because, you know, some situations are different. We come to some situations, and it may be a little bit easier to, you know, to present God to someone, and some of them it's a little bit harder. Some of them you got to work it a little bit more you know, before you get that opportunity. So you always got to understand um, the scenario and understand your audience of who you're you're dealing with and understand that at the end of the day, it's about Jesus. It's about spreading the gospel, spreading the word. So that's why it's important. That's the same thing that we're talking about within this parable when we're talking about spreading those seeds you know, as, as Jesus will get ready to reveal. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about spreading the word. So it's all about making sure that no matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in, there's a word for you as well. So that's what we got to keep in mind. Um, any other any other comments? Thank you, Pastor. All right. 
All right, that's no problem. We'll go ahead to verse, I'm going to read 7 and then go into 8 again, go into 8. All right, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked it, sprang up with it and choked it. And the others fell on good ground and sprang up and bear fruit a hundredfold. And when he said these things, he cried, he, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So this fourth group uh, of seeds fell on good ground. This now refers to the good soil, and this soil is good because the ground was prepared and it was freshly plowed and maintained. So it was ready to receive the seeds. And when those seeds fell, they grew and continued to grow, all because the foundation was good. And if we look back over the previous verse, uh, we can see that those seeds from the rocky and thorny ground sprung up, but these, uh, this, was only, this was the only group that was able to grow, you know, the good ground, so the group with the with the good ground, the good foundation, this is the only group that was able to grow. So some of them, they had different opportunities, but it didn't go anywhere because of the situations, because of what I said about their story. So they had an opportunity as well, but it didn't grow because when it came down to um, like the thorny, uh, the thorns, that was the weeds that came around, and those weeds that came around made it difficult and it choked them, meaning that they succumbed to uh, what was around them, to the surroundings at that point. And when I look back over even verse 8, like I was saying about how this refers to good soil, you know, even to make the soil good when you're planting, you got to be able to stir up the ground and till the ground to disturb the ground to make it good. So as you're doing that, don't think that it ain't going to get a little bit rough even for those that have the seeds going to the good ground. It still can get a little bit rough, just adding that as an application. Even it can get a little rough, but we understand that because you've got a good foundation that you'll be able to withstand and you'll be able to grow, adding that as an application. So... It didn't stop there with those seeds. They began to grow, and they began to produce more seeds and more seeds. So it wasn't just about one group getting it together and everybody keeping it for themselves. No, now you have to be able to produce. So if it's just like that when we're talking about with the Word of God. It's not for me to sit back here and get so much of an understanding about who God is what Jesus has done for us and what this means, and for me to just sit in the corner and never say anything about Jesus. See, that's not our job. That's not what we're supposed to do is just to hold our mule. See, we got to be able to get out there and spread the word of God. We got to be just like the farmer. We got to spread those seeds as well. Regardless of where they begin to go, we got to know and understand that we have to provide the same opportunity that was provided to us. So we got to understand that we have to open our mouths and be able to spread the good news. 
about Jesus Christ. Spread the good news about salvation, what it really means to be saved, and how you can be saved. Understand how your debt has been paid. So the more that we begin to understand that, better off we'll be. The more that we begin to tell people about Jesus, the better off we'll be. Because when Jesus is glorified, then we're doing our job. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, anybody want to say anything and, and before we go forward? Because Pastor, we can get ready to um, do the break in a second, if you don't mind. Anybody want to say anything? Uh, you're doing a great job on my end, bro. I'm loving it. Okay. Thank you, thank you sir. And like I said, before we um, go to the other half, Pastor, you don't mind, this would be a good time to take a break before we go to the other half. Okay. All right. All right. God bless you. I'll tell you what, I, I am I am really enjoying this great teaching on tonight by Minister Tobert. Uh this is this is real good. So I'm I'm not going to prolong the time. I let's I will give you guys give everyone the information as we've done every Tuesday night. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank y'all for supporting uh, both ministries, uh, Extended Arms, and also our local church, Praise Tabernacle. Uh, on tonight, our Extended Arms Cash App information is dollar sign E A Ministry. Once again, it's dollar sign E-A ministry. And what that is, that's uh, our outreach to our community, uh, feeding and different things like that. Uh, we have Thanksgiving coming up. We, we're partnering uh, with our sheriff's department, our Gwinnett County Sheriff Department. Uh, we're partnering with them with some Thanksgiving uh, boxes. Uh, I was on the phone with them the other day, uh, and we, uh, as we stayed our church, small church, but a huge ministry, and uh, we're we're known from the local up to you know our our officers, uh, our mayor's office, and different things like that. And we're just grateful that that we do have the opportunity to serve our community. So if you want to. Uh, help us out in any amount that the Lord lays on your heart. You can do so. Once again, Extended Arms uh, Ministry is our outreach to our uh, community, and that cash up is dollar sign E A Ministry, and also our local church, uh, Praise Tabernacle Church Inc. If you would like to give your Tuesday night offering, uh, uh, whatever the amount is, you whatever the Lord lays on your heart, you can do so on tonight. And that information is dollar sign PTC eight seven seven. Once again, dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church, and the numbers eight seven seven. And may the Lord bless you real good. Service is now back into the hands of our awesome teacher for this evening's Bible study, Minister Kevin Tobert Senior. God bless. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for that uh, quick halftime break. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna pick up right here in the third quarter, and um, at verse number nine. So, and his disciples asked him, saying, "What might this parable be?" And he said, 
Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the others, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they may, they might not understand. Now the parable is this: the seed is the word of God. So just like I was saying, the seed is the word of God. As we go back over, you know everything that we were talking about. So when we're spreading the seeds, we're spreading the word of God, we're spreading the gospel at that point. So the disciples were uh, were aware of the spiritual truth that Jesus was presenting, but they didn't comprehend it. They didn't fully understand it, and they needed an explanation. They knew that when it came down to the parable that it was not solely about farming. It wasn't, that wasn't the only point. So they had to ask Jesus directly about the meaning of this parable. And Jesus spoke in parables, and this would help those that want to understand and want to understand more about God. And those that didn't want to would have to answer for this rejection. So the farmer's job, going back over the farmer's, so the farmer's job was to spread the word, was to spread the seeds, which is the word of God. And the farmer already knows that some seeds planted will not grow. But that, sh- but um, this will show you that no matter what, no matter where you are, and no matter what the situation is, there is a word for you. So at the end of the day, the farmer will still spread the seeds regardless of the situation, regardless of where you are. So we have to realize that Jesus is our farmer, and he still will faithfully plant seeds, knowing that some of them will not grow. Some of them will not survive. Some of them will not produce. So one day the farmer will reap the benefits of the harvest because at some point someone is going to get it. Someone is going to make it through the entire process. But the farmer has a job to do, and you do too. Your job is to follow in the footsteps and keep spreading the seeds, knowing some seeds will grow and some seeds will not grow because every seed has a story, but only the ones that make it from the ground get to tell their story. Verse 12, those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So this verse is explaining and showing how quickly those that are by the wayside can have a little bit of word that they have snatched away from the devil. And it happens in the church. We can get a new member that's coming into the, into Sunday, or like this up-and-coming Sunday or anything, and receive the word, but before that person can leave the door from getting that good word, here comes someone that wants to present the church drama and discourage them from attending the church. And this person already doesn't have the best foundation to begin with, and now they're off track. But I thank God that as we look over the latter portion of verse 12, Jesus let it be known there's still an opportunity. And what I mean by that, at the end, 
where he says, and taking away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Now, there's multiple ways to look at that, but at that part right there, what I'm going to apply to that is you still got an opportunity even though you're under the attack of the enemy, even though you have an attack of the devil wanting to be able to, to hinder you when you're trying to do something, you still got an opportunity. You still have a chance to be able to turn that thing around. So we understand that those that fall by the wayside deal with some things. Those that fall by the wayside don't have a good foundation. Therefore, they are attacked, and the devil comes to snatch that little bit of word that they may have had at that moment. Anybody got any this, anything to say at this point before we go forward? Any questions or comments? Doc, that that is uh, that that is good. Um, and this this happens so often in church period, in Christendom period, where, as you stated, so so good that people come to church and get the word, and before they can get out, there's uh, there's an enemy, as the scripture says, the devil comes and tries to, well, in this, it takes that away, and, and not only in, in church, but you can get a phone call, you can get an email, you can get a uh, Instagram, all these social media things. You, I mean, you could have just received a breakthrough in the church, and before you can get to your car, or if you make it to your car, before you can get home, you can get something breaking news. You can get some kind of news or some kind of word that can take I mean, you was just rejoicing, just shouting, just uh, praising God an hour before, 30 minutes before, five minutes before, and just that quick, you done forgot the word that was spoken to you, that was spoken for you, that was spoken over you, because one way or the other, you did not wholeheartedly take that word and do like David said, I'm going to hide this thing in my heart. I'm going to put it in a place where can't nobody steal it, where can't nobody take it. And we've done that so often that church has came, has become more traditional, where it's just the thing to do. Sunday morning, hey, we just, hey, we, my mama did it, my grandma did it, that's just what I do. And it's supposed to be more than that. Okay, but unfortunately, as you stated, we have so many people that, and you got some folks that can't wait to churches out. And I'm not just talking about those that's there. You got people that watch the service, and before the service could get out, they'll call, they'll call certain ones and, and, and just report or whatever or ask questions or whatever about the service. And just that quick, and, and God knows, I know it happens at our church but I know it happens at, at probably happens at everybody's church. 
uh, where things like this happen, uh, you have an individual, they're not happy. First of all, you're not happy with the church, but you keep watching or you keep showing up. And it doesn't make it to me. I, God knows I just I don't understand it. I just don't. And ain't no sense in trying to figure it out. I don't understand. It. I, I won't even keep going to a job that I don't uh I don't like going to. I'll go but I'm you you can bet you can bet your bottom dollar I'm trying to find another job. And we do and churches like that also nobody makes you come, you know, whether it's praise tabernacle or pastors that may be listening or members that are listening to somewhere else uh, that goes to another church. If you're going to go to the church and I've said this over the floor, if you're going to go then go. But it doesn't make sense to try to convince other people, if you're not happy, why do you keep showing up? Okay, why do you keep going? And now you're making it harder and difficult on people, and God knows you make it difficult. And I'm a pastor, and I can speak this from a pastor standpoint. You make it difficult on the pastor, okay, because he, he's trying to do what the Lord say or what have you, and he's preaching the word, but then he gets phone calls and letters and all this other emails about someone that's contrary. Well, why would you keep going to a place? First of all, no one makes you go. You don't have to go. You choose to go. And most of us pass several churches on our way to whatever church we go to. But then you go in and you come out, and the first thing you do is what Minister Tober just said and what the scripture just talked about tonight. So, Man, that that's that's real good because I, I I know it happens at our church, but uh, I know it happens at other churches because I've been to other churches and I know that happens. So thank you for for uh, bringing that out, uh, Tober. Oh no, no, thank you for that comment because, like I said, that that puts a lot into perspective. And just to add to what you're saying, we got to realize that when it comes down to the church as a whole, this whole thing applies to the church because those same four groups of people that we're talking about are in the church as well. you got some that's going to be there and, and going to, you know, try to disturb other folks. you got some that are going to be distracted by the, by the world and by everything that's around them and all that stuff that I'm going to get into. And you you got every last group that we're listing right here that's going to be at the church. And, see, that's the thing that we all have to deal with because there are some that look the part, act the part, but they're not, you know, they don't have enough in them. They don't truly have the foundation. That's the ones that we're going to get to a little bit later. But at the end of the day, every last one of those folks are at the church. You may have uh, more than others which would be great. We want to have more of the ones that the seeds that fell on good ground, you know, but we know the the truth of the matter is it just ain't going to happen. You know, every now and again, you're going to get some, some of the folks that fell by the wayside and want to bring other folks with them and all of that. You know, we heard about it, seen it happen. Other people that happens in other churches, all of it. We know about this. So we understand that it does happen, but we have to still, do our job, which is spread these seeds, continue to uh, spread the word of God, regardless, like I was saying earlier, of the situation, regardless of where it's going to land, 
which is the location that we're talking about, regardless of any of that, we still got to spread the word of God. We still got a job to do. We still got to be a farmer just like Jesus is the farmer in this parable. We still got to be the farmer as well because we got to be just like our father. So we got to follow in his footsteps. So we got to spread the word every opportunity we get. Any more comments um, before we go on to 13? Yeah, uh, Minister uh, Tober, I did want to make one quick comment. Um, <clears throat> when you start talking about planting the seeds and everything, and, you know, when you plant seeds, some fall on good ground, one thing that we got to realize is not just people, but sometimes uh, when you're planting a seed, weeds grow. And that means some of the things that, that may attract you to the bad people. Um, we got to be careful of that because weeds don't need water and plants. They just come out wherever there's cracks. So even though we're getting the word in us, we got to be careful of the cracks and uh, listening to the stuff that we used to listen to before we got Christ or being wow. uh, attracted to, to, to gossip. That's still in us, and it's a, it's a thing we got to be careful and one thing about the farmer, and I like that you're bringing out the farmer, um, you're doing a great job, is weeds <clears throat> don't need anything to grow. All they need is a crack. And we as believers got to believe, we have to know that weeds will grow inside of us. And we got to keep putting the word in there and be careful, like you said, who we have surround us. Because if there's a crack in a certain area, you'll fall for that crack and the weed will grow. And that's why we're not going to, instead of feeding <clears throat> Our, our spiritual self, we're feeling, feeding our flesh with the weeds that's within us. That's all I got to say, man. Great, great job. Wow. Minister Tobit, can I, can I jump back in? Like yeah, Hopscotch? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, let me, let me jump back in on, uh, like Hopscotch. Um, Oliver, now, that, that, now you, you, that's a trip because uh, a few months, probably about a year or so ago, I, because of these cars here and that, and, uh, I, I got three cars and my daughter, uh, you know, me and my wife got three cars together and my daughter, we bought her a car and my parking, my, my driveway wasn't big enough for, for, for all four cars. So I, I, I had someone come and lay down some concrete to put my Oldsmobile, you know, to the side. Uh, then like say, once we bought my daughter a car, it's like, was that's, that's, that concrete, you know, that's just enough to hold the Oldsmobile, and then we got the Traverse and the Suburban sitting in the driveway. Like, well, we still need some more room, you know, to, for Sugar to be able to park her truck. So what I did was I went and got some gravel, went and bought some gravel uh, from a company. They came and delivered the gravel, and in this area I have uh, uh, I have grass. So what we did was we, we went and bought uh, I don't know what the stuff is called, but it's some. You can either buy it in black or brown, and and wherever you got grass and weeds growing, you place that over it uh, to to keep the grass and weed from growing. You know, if you don't want it to grow up, you you cover it up with this. I forgot what the material is, but you put that over it, and then we we put that over the area, and then we had the gravel delivered, and then we placed the gravel the rocks over that. So we put the gravel on top of the material uh, that was supposed to hold the weeds and grass down. Well, we did that, and that lasted for probably, I guess, about a year. A 
couple of months ago, I began to look at this area again, and I noticed the weeds was growing up, and then soon after the weeds and stuff was growing, then grass began to grow again. And I'm like, wait a minute, we've put stuff to cover to keep the weed and grass stuff down, and then we've placed gravel over it, but this stuff a year later is growing up between it, and now it, it don't even look like I ever placed anything there. So I went and bought the little weed killer, weed eater stuff. I sprayed that down, and it has killed a lot of the area. But the other area that I didn't spray, that weeds and the grass and everything is growing, and it doesn't look like I ever even had anything on it. So like I was just saying, weeds don't need <laughs> certain things. They just need a crack. And I'm like, how is this stuff growing through and then I'm looking at, well, there must have been a lot of cracks and all that stuff that we thought we had covered up, stuff we thought, and that's the problem. We covered up. We didn't deal with it. We didn't root it up. We didn't dig it out. We didn't get rid of it. We just covered, Lord, help us tonight. We just covered on, it up. It was still in us. And a lot of us that, that are uh, believers, there are things that we uh, that's still in us that we haven't dealt with. We've just covered it up, and we just look good, and we know how to be sanctimonious. We know how to be churchy. We know how to we know what to do on Sunday morning, and we just covering stuff up. But sooner or later, those weeds that El Oliver was talking about, that Minister Tobert is so profoundly uh, uh, teaching about tonight, eventually those weeds are going to come back. And those weeds are going to remind you, wait a minute, you just covered me up. You didn't deal with me. You didn't pull me out. You didn't uproot me. You just covered me up. And while you covered me up, I was still growing. Oh, Lord, help us tonight. I was still growing. I was still maturing. I was still manifesting. I was still getting stronger because you didn't deal with me. And a lot of us have things going on in our lives that are getting stronger. We have, we, we, we got certain holes and demonic holes and mental holes on us that are getting stronger because we refuse to pluck it up. We refuse to deal with it and we keep covering things up. A lot of us, we're married and I, I speak, you know, as a married man, a lot of things in marriages we have covered up instead of dealing with it. A lot of things in our families, a lot of things that, that happens that has happened in our childhood, we cover up instead of deal instead of dealing and addressing and pulling those things out, we have allowed the devil to keep it covered up and while it was covered up, it was tormental. I don't even know if that's the right word. It was tormenting to us because it always reminded us I'm still there. And until we deal with some issues, okay, church folk, uh, uh, believers, saints of God, until we deal with certain things, they're going to always find some cracks to come up again and to show us, oh, no, I'm still here. You ain't dealt with me yet. Okay, that wife, you ain't dealt with her. That husband, you ain't dealt with him. Those children, you ain't dealt with them. Uh, uh, uh Past issues, your parents, things happen to, with, with you and your parents, you ain't dealt with. Things happen with you, your fatherlessness, uh, you're fatherless, and, and now you don't know what to do. You don't know your identity. It hasn't been dealt with, but these cracks 
in our lives keep reminding us that you ain't dealt with it. I'm still here. So it's important tonight, saints of God, that we deal with these things. We approach it. We address it. Deal with the issue at hand. And a lot of us got some serious things that are at hand that we need to deal with, and until you deal with it, it's going to keep cracking up. All right, I'm through. Go ahead, Tony. All right, Pastor, Pastor, just, uh, Pastor just preached. He just put us over the hill with that one. Thank you so much, man. That that brings a lot of things into perspective. Uh, thank you between you and Elder Oliver, man. Y'all, y'all uh, teaching it for me. I ain't got to say much after that. Um, we we gonna um, go to thirteen, and thank you again for y'all support. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. So the ones on the rock, so those seeds that fall upon the rock seemingly have it together, but it's only for a matter of time because they have no root. They don't have a solid foundation just like the previous group. However, they dress it up a little bit better. So they come to church, hear the word, dance and shout, but go home a hot mess and don't care who knows about it. They are easily tempted, and it's no longer a struggle. It's like it is what it is in a sense. So it's like that uh, with, 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 with those type of people, and it's like the saying, and this is a, a cliche or whatever, they don't stand for something, so they just fall for anything. That's those type of people because they don't have a root. They don't have a foundation. They just go with the flow. They just go whatever. They kind of try to be a chameleon in a sense. They blend in with what's going on, so they blend in with the real saints, but we know they ain't a saint. We know that that ain't what they're really about because they have no root. So they really don't got it all together, but from the natural eye, in a sense, they can look like it just a little bit. You see, when he talks about, you know, when they hear and receive a word with joy, you know, so you're there, you're in church, you get the word, you understand this thing a little bit, but right afterwards, you get to acting like everybody else. So how quickly they forget, how quickly they just let it go, because they really didn't have a root in the first place. That's more playing church. That's more doing things out of tradition. That's just doing things because you saw somebody else doing it and because you think that's what you're supposed to do, but you didn't really get that word in your heart. You didn't really get a true understanding and really have it rooted and grounded in your life. Amen. So I wanted to interject right here. Um, since we're speaking on the second soil, um, so just some notes that I wrote down. The second soil, they grow a little. The foundation is built on a rocky soil, so the beliefs have no roots. Eventually, the temptations will have them lost. And since we're speaking on the second soil, the people that are in relation to the second soil, um, as my husband just said, they get excited in the beginning. They are, you know, learning the word. They're excited to get the word, understand the word, spread the word. But something happens. 
something happens in their life, something gets in the way. So there are some rocks there, the things that are getting in the way. What, what, what are those rocks? Is it other people? Is it material things? Is it lust? Is it temptation? Is it drugs? Is it sin? What rock is it that's in your way? So they don't develop like they should. They face peer pressure, pressure to sin, pressure of not having enough, not being good enough. So they stop believing what they know to be right. And if I'm not mistaken, last week we spoke on being spiritually dead. Nothing, there is nothing in this world that should separate us from loving Christ, like absolutely nothing. But what happens is we get so caught up in ourselves or we get so caught up in the situations where we're going through something and we can't see through to the other side or how we're going to get out of the situation or it feels too heavy and we feel like we can't bear it. So instead of us buckling down, keeping our faith and calling on Christ to help us to get through the situation, we fall off. We stop believing. Again, there is nothing that's too heavy for the Lord, and there is nothing that should separate us from loving Christ. So while we're here, I was watching the show, um, I want to say last week or so, and one of the girls, she proclaimed to be a Christian, and her friends were, um, they were on a girl's trip in New Orleans, and her friends were taking her to, I think it's called, tarot reading or something and they were taking her out to go and do that and so I feel like at that moment she should have said no she should have stood on what she knew that was right and she should have said no hey y'all can do what y'all want to do I don't believe in that but instead that peer pressure kicked in that curiosity kicked in so she went in and she started you know going through with the process so somewhere Along the line, all of this, you know, praying to the rock, thanking the ancestors, thanking the universe came along, and everybody um, is trying to run onto these trains because their friends are doing it. Christians, believers of Christ, we ain't thanking no universe for nothing. We thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, Tober. Be careful of who y'all are talking to and and we we love our friends but i don't i don't get up and you know tell my friends um uh what is it now that they all this grand grand rising queen and all this extra stuff and and you know right. praying to some saving no 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 i pray to jesus christ so again, yeah we have moments to where we talk to our kids and we talk to, you know, the teenagers and the youth and they talk about peer pressure. Some of these adults are dealing with peer pressure also. So we need to be careful at our big age about what we are allowing our friends or the television or social media or whatever it is to seep into our mind, because if we're not careful, we're going to start believing something that isn't so. So these are those type people, those people that are within that second soil that aren't firmly rooted, firmly rooted. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed the lesson. Um, I like the parable. I like that the soils are in reference to different con- conditions of the heart of the people. So, you know, it's just a great lesson to use for us to do self-evaluations and, 
really look at it, read it, study it, and find out what soil are you falling in out of the four. Look, look at it, read it, study it, understand it, and see what soil you're falling in. But great lesson, Minister Tobert. Great, great lesson. All right, all right. For those that don't know, that's my lovely wife, Charmaine Tobert, that just <laughs> um, gave a, a whole lot of information yeah. for us to think about and put a lot of things into perspective for us. <clears throat> and uh, thank you for adding that. Uh, I knew it was a reason why Pastor put you on the panel uh, to begin with, <clears throat> but it's definitely showing and bringing forth fruit. So that means you, you part of the, of the good soil. That's what that means. You produce some good <laughs> fruit. I, I see you. I see you. Amen. <laughs> but but back back to the lesson. Uh, thank you all for for making this come together. Uh, but like we're saying, with the ones that fell upon a rock, you know that's. Uh, as we said, those that are easily tempted, those that are thrown off by the struggle, uh, and those that look the part but really don't have a foundation, they don't have a root, and that's their story. And like we said, every seed has a story. Now let's look at verse 14 to continue the story and get ready to wrap it up. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Now, this third group of uh, folks, uh, uh, seeds, um, that fell among thorns. This group has a different story. See, they actually have a decent foundation because they had enough uh, root to be able to grow. But there's a problem with the surroundings, clearly. These people began to start living uh, positively towards the gospel, but then began to get distracted and go back to the ways of the world. So they focus on riches and everything that has to be gained here. They forgot about the gospel and get choked out by the thorns. So that's the weeds that Elder Oliver was talking about, that Pastor was talking about, and that my wife was talking about. So those are all good examples of how people can go astray so easily. And we all know a, perf a perfect example of this in the Bible. And I believe that this is a good connection or a good application to the word given. We can directly apply this to Judas. He was around Jesus in the connection of God, and he had a connection with God, and he would cast out devils, and he would witness to people, and he was around healing people. But at the end of the day, he went right back to the world because he got distracted by the little bit of money that he was offered and betrayed Jesus. So that's evidence that the thorns got to him and choked him because he had developed decent enough foundation from being with Jesus because he definitely got distracted along the way. So every seed has a story, and this story is about distraction. On to verse 15. But that on good ground are they which in, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. 
This is the final group that sees their fail on good ground. These are the true believers, not the fakes. They really have a good relationship with Christ, and they ain't afraid to tell someone about a man named Jesus. They spread the gospel just like the gospels were spread to them in the first place. They inspire and encourage others to get with the winning team because they already know there ain't no victory on the other side. Ain't no victory at the end for the other side because salvation goes through Christ. And ain't no other way around that. There is no other way. We got to go through Jesus. It ain't another way. So during the verses where Jesus begins to even describe at the end, um, as we move on to the, to the character of folks, this uh, people with a good foundation, he says that they are honest and have a good heart in keeping the word and having patience. So those are the characteristics of some of the people that have a good foundation. So we can tell and separate the real from the fake if we know what they have as far as the character, as far as what they're presenting, as far as the fruit that is produced. So we got to know them by the fruit. So if they ain't producing no fruit, they ain't none of his. So we got to understand that you got to have a good foundation. See, we have to realize that your foundation is extremely important. Jesus spoke about having a good foundation in Matthew 7, 24 through 7, which is another parable about building your house upon a rock versus sand, because only one of them will stand after the storm comes, and it's only the one with a good foundation. So it's so important that Jesus created this parable and listed four categories for the seeds to fall on, and only one group made it through the entire process. So it's a true saying when they say everybody ain't going to get it because everybody ain't going to make it through, everybody ain't going to understand, and it's not going to happen for everybody. And the last thing I'll begin to say, another thing to point out about this parable is that all four categories or all four groups receive the same seeds, which is the word of God, but only one made it out. So everybody regardless of their situation, regardless of the location, God still spreads the seeds from the worst to the best places on earth. But it's up to the individual to determine what group they end up in. Every seed has a story. And out of the four groups listed, which one tells your story? And that's it. I'm through servicing to the hands of pastor for final comments. Ooh, good. <laughs> Mr. Tober, uh I don't I, we don't normally do this on on Tuesday night. Uh that that was uh man, that's that's awesome. I don't normally do this. I've already given the church cash out and the extended arms cash out, but just in case just in case there's somebody out there tonight that that are you probably running around your living room and uh, uh, this message really pricked your heart like it did mine. Mr. Tobe, would you would you give your give your cash app information just in just in case there's somebody out there saying how can I be a blessing 
to this young yes, man. Sir. Would you give your cash app information? Yes, sir. And before doing that, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. Um, and thank you for anyone that, if you even feel like giving, thank you. Uh, thank you. My cash app is dollar sign K E V two six zero five. That's dollar sign K E V two six zero five. So that's dollar sign Kev two six zero five. Thank you all. Um all donations are welcome. Thank you so much. Uh thank you, Pastor. God bless you, my brother. That that was that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, that was awesome on tonight. Let's 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 do a, a quick round robin uh, for those that uh, that are on the panel. Anyone has a last minute, uh, just a little point, maybe fifteen twenty seconds that you want to uh, finish with on tonight. Anyone on the panel? That, that was All I'm going to say is a great lesson, uh, Minister Tober. Learned a lot, and you was on it tonight. God bless you, Elder Oliver. I heard I heard one of my sisters. Who, who was that? Uh, oh, it's me. This, um, oh, that's, I, my, I, that's my baby mama. Um, good evening. I just want to come in on that. I just, I took so much in, and so, um, I did have a lot I wanted to say, but I was just eating this up, taking notes. Um, and thank you for this for this Bible study on tonight, because I know if I keep talking, I'm I'm gonna you know go over my thirty my twenty seconds. But um, you uh, you made us challenge ourselves and look at our life to say which category are you in. You can think you're in the last category, but you're actually in the first and the second. But it, it was so good, you know. I you you need to preach this again. I'm just saying, and thank you, thank you for that word. I needed that tonight. Thank you, uh, Mr. Tobert. I agree. Thank, thank you, Mr. Tobert. I, I just wanted to add, add um, as I was listening to the Bible study, I couldn't comment, but I was just thinking, like, at any point um, up until this point, I've been in all of those categories. And I'm just, I'm just grateful for where I am right now, but I have been in all those categories. So I appreciate this lesson. Um, I learned a lot, and um, thank you for, for presenting it the way you did. All right. Thank Anyone, you. Was any, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, whoever that is. Thank you, Minister Tobert. Yes, I agree with what everyone was saying. Um you have to be grounded. You have to. You have to have that. If you won't make it, if you don't, um, it's timely. Uh, just like Pastor said, you get that email, you get that um, text or whatever. That happened while I was on on the panel, and I'm fighting through right now. But wow, great job! Wow. All right. All right. See, this, this is real life, y'all. We 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 ain't playing with it. We're not playing. This this is real life. And any any speaker will tell you before uh, we preach to others or teach to others, it hits us first. 
And one scripture that came to mind, and then I'll close, that fully supports um, every seed has a story uh, is over in 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. I just want to read a few of these scriptures uh, that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Y'all listen to this, and, and then, then I'll give the dismissal. But I can't stress enough how Minister told man, this was this con this is convicting tonight, man. This is this is real good. That was real. We thank God for for giving you this on tonight. Look at First Corinthians. Some you don't have to go to it if you want to listen. Fine, if you can get to it real quick. Fine, and just take a note. First uh, Corinthians, the third chapter says, "And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal." even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, and ye not carnal, and walk as men. For while one said, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus, are ye not carnal? Meaning, meaning you're trying to say who who you following and who you're under and uh, who's your bishop, who's your pastor and all this. Paul says, are ye not carnal? Then he says, verse 5, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. He says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. The last verse, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. <laughs> and and, and you, it can go on. You can read that through on out. And it, it's just, just a matter of to God be the glory for the things he's done. Not worrying about who's getting credit, not worrying about your name getting called. And and I'm I'm the type of person I really even in church, I, I don't like my name called a lot. I I don't like I don't like my name being called uh a lot. Um e- even in church, you know, you know, once it's been addressed, you know, giving respect to the pastor or whatever, you know that that's good. On my job, I don't like I don't like, you know. Often we get rewarded for perfect attendance and different things like that. I'd rather my my supervisor just pull me to the side and give me whatever. I don't like I don't I'm not the one that like you know I, I like to push others. I like to call other folks names and things like. But personally, I don't like you know my name being called out uh, too often. And sometimes we just got to reflect back to who are you doing it for? Why are you doing it? 
hey, why are you doing Who are you doing it for? Or is it so that your name can be called? Is it so that you can be glorified? Is it so that you can be mentioned? Or are you doing this so that God can be glorified? Okay, because in actuality, let me let me help all of us. Ain't none of us saved nobody. You've planted, someone else is watered, but God gives the increase. Not name one of us, and I've preached hundreds and thousands of messages and ain't saved nobody. Now, some may say, well, I came to Christ through Brother Zachary's ministry, but I was just—I was just a vessel. It still took the Spirit of God. It still took God to draw you. I ain't saying nobody, and you ain't either. We ain't got—we ain't got enough power. We need salvation. We need saving ourselves. You ever seen a drowning man save another drowning man? No. Don't happen like that. Okay. Maybe you have saw. Let me let me speak for myself. I ain't never saw somebody that's drowning. Save somebody that's drowning. Okay? So every seed has a story. What's yours? What's your story? And I think Sister Oliver commented, she found herself in every one, but she thanked God that she can look and see where she's at now. And I want to say the same thing. I, I can find myself in it, but I want to thank God where I am now. And I ain't even where I want to be, but God knows I ain't where I, ought, where I where I used to be. As a pastor, been in church my whole life. I still got ways to go. I still got more more hills to climb. I, I still got more denying of my flesh that I got to do. Because I want to hold on. I, I want to be on that good ground. So, man, you, the, uh, Minister Tobin, I, I pray that, that you and your wife, that God blesses y'all. Uh, uh, double, just just because of y'all's obedience, and as as I stated in the beginning, a young couple that has been an example to not just other young couples. A lot of times we we limit folk. Man, y'all a great group of young people. Y'all y'all are y'all are a uh, uh, great example to other young folk. Y'all are not just great example to other young folk. Y'all y'all example to some of us old folks too. So I encourage y'all. And as Paul told Timothy, don't let nobody despise your youth. Okay? I think that's what Paul told Timothy. Don't let no, it just sound right. Don't let no one despise your youth. And I'm telling y'all as your pastor, I'm telling y'all to the same thing. As a husband and wife team, don't let no one despise your youth. Y'all on the wall, stay there. Stay there till Jesus come. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you on tonight. We thank you for your manservant that that uh, gave a word tonight that you gave to him for us, for this body, and to the listeners all over the world. And he and his wife may, may never know, they may not ever see, they may not ever know, may not ever see the lives that they have touched. They may not ever get the credit for it, but you know our witness is in heaven, our record is in heaven, and our witness is on high. There's going to come a day, if they stick with you, if we stick with you according to your word, that you're going to reward us, that you're going to have things for us. And I just thank you for them. Thank you for allowing me and my precious wife to be in their lives. And we just appreciate the panel, the Oliver family, the Oglesby family. We thank you for those that are part of the panel, and we pray that you would just strengthen us as as uh, leadership at Praise Tabernacle Church 
And we just thank you for the opportunity to spread this gospel all over the world. And we bless your name. And as we leave this place for never your presence, Matthew 28, 19 through 20 tells us to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Till we see you next time, till we hear from you next time, y'all be blessed in Jesus' name. God bless you.